All right, would you join me in prayer? And uh, then we're going to get into the word. Father God, Lord, I'm humbled this morning by your love and by your faithfulness. Father, I'm thankful for such a great church, for such a great body of believers. I'm thankful for the amazing work you're doing in our lives, our families, our communities, for what you're doing in West Texas. Father, I'm humbled by your love. I'm humbled that you would count me faithful by placing me in the ministry, that you saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. I'm so grateful, Father. As we take just a moment this morning and we look into your word, we look into the scripture, that our hearts would be opened and you'd strengthen us and encourage us in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Yesterday morning... uh, Part of my routine is I get up early and uh, I do quiet time. Another word for it would be devotions. And I like to start my day with just a few minutes of uh, reading some scripture and I pray and uh, I talk to Jesus. And so I got up yesterday morning and I'm doing that. And I have some prayers that I pray. And the prayers primarily are the word of God. One of the most powerful things you can ever do is pray God's word. So I'm praying through this prayer that I have. And as I'm going through it, I have this sense Or this feeling come on me that I need to be doing more to please God, that maybe I'm not praying enough. I I just, it's hard to explain, but I just felt this thing come on me, kind of, whereas I'm praying through this, there was an urgency that somehow I wasn't doing enough, and that somehow, you know, I wasn't quite doing what God needed me to do to please Him. So when I felt that, I immediately stopped what I was doing. And I reminded myself of what's most true. And what I know is most true are the promises in God's word. So I went back to the word of God in my mind. I stopped praying and here's what I said. I said, Father, I thank you that you love me and I know you love me. And I know you proved that by sending your son to the cross for me. And I reminded myself of the love of God the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, and that he loves me and that I'm his son and that I don't have to do anything to earn his love. I can't do anything to to gain his love. And I reminded myself of that. And when I did, that feeling, that sense instantly was broken off me. And then I continued on with my devotions. Now, here's what I want you to see this morning as we get into what I want to show you. I was able to do that because I've spent time in the Word of God, and I know the promises of God, and I know what belongs to me. And I was able to stop and to remind myself of those promises and remind myself of what's most true, and that there's nothing I can do to get God to love me, to get God to be pleased with me. And it changed my devotional time. Now, here's what I want you to see this morning. It's really hard to be a growing Christian, it's really hard to be a strong Christian or a a Christian who's making progress, and, and it's hard to have that in your life apart from the Word of God. One of the most powerful things that we learn to do as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, is to spend time reading the Word of God. And I want to take a few moments this morning, and I want to show you some scriptures about God's promises, about what his word says, and I want to encourage you to begin to read your Bible, all right? If you have been doing it, great. If you're not or if you've quit, I'm going to encourage you and show you some simple things you can do to get back. But it's really difficult to be a strong Christian. It's really difficult to grow as a Christian. It's really difficult to feel like you have a, a relevant, real relationship Apart from the Word of God, it's really difficult. I want to read to you this morning 
out of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. This is the New Living Translation. I read this to you a couple of weeks ago. It's probably been more than a couple of weeks ago. And I taught on this verse. And I'm going to show you a couple of different things. I'm not going to repeat what I said a couple of weeks ago. Listen to what it says. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. Now, I want to stop right there before I read the rest of it. And I just want you to see something amazing. That verse says that God's word, the Bible, number one, it's alive. And number two, it's powerful. Listen, you don't read the Bible. The Bible reads you. When you read the word of God, you're feeding on something that's filled with the life of God. Okay, it says right here in this verse that it's alive and it's powerful. Now, if I had some uh, energy bars this morning, uh, whatever kind you like, whatever kind you eat, a protein bar, whatever, and I said, hey, I've got some energy bars I found online, and uh, they're guaranteed to be filled with life and with power, and after the service, I'm selling them for $5. Prob- now, probably some of you wouldn't want one, Right? But probably most everybody would want one, right? If I said, hey, I have something that you can have, and it will increase the power in your life, it will increase the living in your life, everybody would want it. Okay, that's how God's Word describes itself. It says that it's alive and it's powerful. Then it says it's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. It cuts between the soul and the spirit, between the joint and the marrow, and it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Here's the first thing I want to encourage you in this morning. I want to encourage you to take time as a Christian, and I'm going to show you some things later this morning on how to, how to flesh this out. But when you read the Bible, it brings life, the life of God, power, the power of God into your daily life. Now, I bet there's not one person in this room, husband, wife, mother, father, grandparents, and whatever, you, whatever your life is, that you can't say, hey, pastor, I, I could use some of God's power, and I could use some of God's life. Let me read you another verse. This is John 6, 63. Jesus is speaking. If you have that type of Bible, these letters are in red. And Jesus, listen to what he says. He says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. You know, that's exactly what happened to me yesterday morning. Okay, I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing my quiet time. I'm communing with God. I'm talking to Jesus, just like I'm talking to you right now. And I had this sense or this feeling that I'm not doing enough. Listen, this verse warns about that. It says right here that my human effort accomplishes nothing. And then I reminded myself that the Spirit alone gives life. And instantly, God began to minister to me. Listen to the second part. It says the very words, Jesus says this, the very words I speak, their spirit and their life. Okay? The Bible, again, identifies itself as a book It's not just knowledge and information. It's not just history, and it is all of that. It's not just doctrine. It's certainly not just rules, but it's spirit and it's life. So as a Christian, when you take time to read the Word of God or when you take time to feed on the Word of God, it's going to bring life and renew you and minister to your spirit. Well, hey, Pastor, you know, that's great, and I love that. You don't understand my schedule. You don't understand. I just, I just, I don't have time. And what I would like to say, if you have that thought, is it's worth it. It's worth it. I'm not asking you to take two hours. I'm asking you just to carve a few minutes out of your day and take time to read the Word of God. I'm going to show you very simply how to do it. It's worth it. Well, hey, you know, Pastor, 
Uh, I mean, I just, you know, when I read the Bible, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get a lot out of it. Well, I've got an answer for that in just a minute, but I can tell you this. If you'll ask the Holy Spirit, he'll show you and he'll direct you and he'll guide you. And remember, it's filled with life and, and it'll change you. Well, hey, pastor, I, I, you know, I've never read the Bible and I'm not, I'm not a big reader anyway. And in fact, I, I just don't even, I don't want to. That's okay. Listen, if you'll begin to do it, even though you don't want to, kind of priming the pump, you know what'll happen? Pretty soon you will want to. That's what happened in my life. Okay, as I began to read the Word of God, now I have a desire and I have a want to. So it says that it's filled with spirit and with life. Let me go to another verse. This is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, New Living Translation. It says, all Scripture is inspired by God. Now, stop right there. There's more to that, and I'm going to read it to you. Another translation says that the Scriptures are God-breathed. Now, can you, just, can you just listen to what this says? It says that God says about His Word, it's alive and powerful, he says that it's filled with spirit and life, and this says it's inspired or God-breathed. I mean, I'm surprised that book doesn't explode, right? I mean, you need to put it in a safe place. It's like dynamite. Okay, so when you read the Word of God, it says that it's God-breathed or God-inspired, and it stirs you and it strengthens you. I heard many years ago a story about... Uh, when men would go to World War II. This is back during the time of World War II. And young couples were dating, and uh, they almost didn't have time to have a life together. <clears throat> and so they would get married like the day before they would be deployed. And, uh, you know, a young couple would go to the chapel, go to a church and get married, and they would literally maybe have one night together, and the next day he, he would be shipped out for World War II. Well, it wasn't like today where we can Skype and we're on the Internet. They had no contact with each other except through letter writing. And so she would write love letters to him and he would write love letters to her and they would communicate back and forth through letters. And as long as they were gone in the military, they communicated only, only through letters. And here's what they found out. When he came home, they knew each other like they were never apart. And in fact, they said that the intimacy level these couples had was even almost stronger than couples that had been together over letter writing. Now, don't miss this, right? Yeah, I hope you're already with me, right? God's Word is His letter to you. It's, It's a love letter. It's His grace. It's His strength. It's His hope. It's His plan. It's His purpose for you. So if you'll take time to read the Word of God, God begins to reveal Himself to you, and it changes everything. All right, let me continue to read this verse. What does it say? It says, all Scripture is inspired by God, and it's used to teach us what is true and make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong, and it teaches us to do what right, what's right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You know, we're good about telling each other what we need to change, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're, I'm good at that, right? I, I, I know what you need to do in your life. We're good at correcting each other. We can, be, we can be really good at that. And sometimes as Christians, we want to boss each other. But here's what's amazing in this verse. You know what it says? It says that when you read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, with His grace, with His wisdom, with His gentleness, He'll reveal to you in your life what's wrong, and He'll teach you what is right. And it says He'll prepare you, and He'll equip you to do good work, to do what He's called you to do. Now, I don't know about you, but that's amazing. See, I I don't have to boss you or tell you what to do. The Holy Spirit wants to do it. 
And so when you take just a few minutes to read the Word of God, you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and say, hey, you know what, maybe, maybe you should change this. Hey, why don't, why don't you do this differently? Hey, let me show you how to do this better. And it says right here in the Scripture that He changes you. And here's what's amazing. You know what happens? You begin to come more like Christ. That's the goal, right? See, the goal is freedom. The goal is hope. The goal is grace. The goal is to be more like Jesus, my Savior, my Redeemer, my boss. And it happens when I take just a few minutes and read the Word of God. Let me show you one more verse, Isaiah 48. I love this verse. It says, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of our God stands forever. Now, don't miss this. This is so powerful. It says that God's Word stands forever. We live in a culture in a world where things are always changing. I mean, what used to be right is not right anymore. What's wrong is not wrong anymore. Things are always up and down. There's always upheaval in our culture. And it's hard sometimes to, to, to get on level ground. But it says that God's word is a solid foundation and that it stands forever. And when you read the word of God, you know what you do? You bring strength and stability into your life. See, and so instead of asking this person what they think or that person what they think or the latest person on the radio what they think or maybe the person in the news and what they think, and sometimes people can have good opinions. But when you take just a few minutes and you read God's Word, it says that it's going to stand forever and it creates a foundation in your life for you if you're married, for your marriage, if you have children, for your children for your grandchildren. It brings stability in your life. And listen, if there's anything I know about our culture, the one thing we do not have is stability. I was in the doctor's office the other day, and I was sitting next to a gentleman, and he and I were visiting, and he said this, and I hear this from people all the time, man, things are really getting bad. And I said, no, they're not. He said, what do you mean? I said, things have always been bad. Right? Things that there's always been sin. Is that not true? Right? Oh, if we just lived in the good old days. We live in the good old days. Come on, folks, right? And I'm not saying sin. There's always been sin on the earth. God made this garden and put two people in it. And what did they do? They screwed it up. Or should I say they messed it up? Amen. Uh, what's the point? There's always been sin. Listen, things have always been a mess, but you have a God, you have a Father who will bring strength and stability into your life. And all you have to do is take a few minutes and read His Word. Now, let me break it down for you and show you how simple it is. There's never been an easier time to read the Bible. You and I live in a generation where the Word of God is so readily available and accessible. Okay, I have an iPad, all right? And on that iPad, I have the YouVersion Bible app. And it has absolutely changed how I read the Word of God. It's changed how I study the Word of God. It's free, and it's available to every single person. If you have a smartphone, if you have an iPad, or if you have a desktop computer, you can load the YouVersion Bible app onto any one of those uh, apparatuses, and you can read the Word of God. Now, here's the amazing thing about it. If you don't have the YouVersion Bible app, you need to get it on your phone. If your phone is old, it won't do it, go home and burn it, okay? Go home and burn it, and go Monday and get a one that will. Now, Pastor, are you saying I should get rid of my phone? Listen, if it'll give you the Word of God, I'd think it'd be worth whatever it costs. Are, are you with me? Now, I don't have a phone, okay? 
I don't have a phone. I have an iPad, okay? I was at my granddaughter's first birthday party out at Don Schulte's, and I was playing with Ben and his youngest grandson, and uh, he was pretending like he was talking on the phone. You know how kids are today? That You know, I never played like I was pretending I was talking on the phone, but that's another story. They pretend like they're talking on the phone, and he said he wanted me to get my phone out and talk back to him, and I said, well, I don't have a phone, and he said, what? I mean, he knew something was wrong with me, but that just confirmed it. And he said, why don't you have a phone? And I said, I'm not important enough to need a phone. And he said, well, I am. I mean, he doesn't have one yet, but he's fast on his way to getting one, right? Okay, so I, so I don't have a phone, but I have it on my iPad. Now, I don't want you to miss this. This really will change your life. One of the things that the Uversion Bible app does, and there are other groups that do it, but this is the one that I do, they do a daily verse. And every single morning when I get on my iPad, there's one verse, a daily verse on my iPad, and I can read that verse and I can meditate on it. Now, here's what's amazing about it. Sometimes we can be overwhelmed because you don't know, you know, I don't know where to read, Pastor. I don't know how much to read. But what's amazing about one verse a day, and if you do more than that, that's great, but it's a bite-sized piece And it's something you can think about throughout your day. And here's what else is amazing. I didn't say this in the early service. I really thought of it in between services. I'm amazed at how that daily verse will speak right to something in my life. It's, it's, I'm amazed at how relevant, it's not some random verse. I'm amazed at how I'll read it and think, oh man, God, I needed that today. It's almost like God's doing it. And I believe that he is. God's involved in that verse. Then if you want to, you can press right below it. There's a little bar you can press, and you can read the entire chapter. And so it's so simple just to get a bite-sized piece of the Word of God, of God's promises, on a daily basis. Now, now I, I just, if I can remind you, uh, it says right here, when you do that, you're feeding on something that's alive and powerful. It's spirit and it's life. It's God-breathed, and it'll create a foundation in your life. And you just do a little bit every day. Now, the next thing that it has on it that I think is so amazing is it has devotions on there. And when you get it on there, there's a little, little box on there, and it says plans. And you can push on there, and it'll put, pull up Bible reading plans, devotionals, and there's hundreds of them. Okay? I couldn't begin to write them all down, but I just took and made a list of just of, the, of a few of them I read. And listen to what they say. There's devotionals for men. There's devotionals for Easter for those that are new to faith, for those that are married, for those who are divorced, for those who need prayer, for forgiveness, there's some on faith, there's, there's for addiction, they're for youth, and they're for kids. And you can click on any of those. And they, they can be two and three days long. They can be five or six days. They're up to 30 days. Some of them are even a year long. But it's a little devotional. You know, when I was young spiritually, we had to go to the bookstore to find devotionals. It was always hard to find the right devotional. You know, you'd flip through them in the store, and you'd think, well, I don't like that. And you'd have to search for them. You, you don't have to do that anymore. All you have to do is get on the Version Bible app, click on Bible plans, find one. Listen, if you're a man, all you have to do is go to the one on men, click on the first one, and go through it. Now, listen, you'll grow. Listen, if you've ever felt like, I wish I was closer to God, I can tell you how to do it. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Take time and read the daily verse. Take time and do a devotional. Hey, I feel like sometimes God doesn't direct me like I'd like for him to. Read your Bible. Man, pastor, I'm tired. 
man, I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I got a job, I got kids, I'm frazzled. I don't know from one day to the next if I'm going to make it. Read your Bible. Listen, there's life in that book. Hey, Pastor, I don't know what's going to happen to us financially. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing rumors I'm going to change jobs. I don't know what's going on. We got lots of bills. Read your Bible. Listen, there's not any situation you're facing that God can't speak to you through his word. And it will strengthen you. It will refresh you. It will encourage you. Kurt and I were at a leadership conference this last week in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And one of the statements one of the leaders said was this. You can't succeed yourself out of discouragement. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, several years ago, I was at a luncheon with pastors. And uh, at this luncheon, I sat right next to Jimmy Evans. He's pastor of Trinity Fellowship in Amarillo. And that church has several thousand members. And here's what he said. He said, it doesn't matter how many members you have in your church. It's never enough. You'll never be big enough to be satisfied. Okay, couldn't we apply that to our bank account, to our house, to our car? Could we not? See, you know how we think sometimes? Well, if I just had a bigger house, if I just had a newer car, if I just had a fatter bank account, I'd be satisfied. I wouldn't be discouraged. Listen, every single one of us face discouragement. You know what I do to help you? Read your Bible. I can be discouraged when I am. You know what I do? I read my Bible. And it will strengthen you, it will refresh you, and it will encourage you. Now listen, if you have a phone and you don't know if yours will take the YouVersion Bible app, if you don't know how to do it, when we dismiss, you can go to the red desk and Kurt will help you. He'll show you how to do it if you don't know how. And he can tell you if, if your phone is too old to do it. Okay, he can tell you that, okay, right? And then you can decide from there what you want to do, okay? But I'm just telling you, it's easy, it's worth it, and it'll change your life as a Christian. Take time to read your Bible. All right, y'all stand up, let's pray. Father God, I love you this morning, and I'm thankful for what you're doing in our lives. I'm thankful for the love letter that you chose to reveal yourself to us in called the Bible. I'm thankful, Father, that your life is in it, that it's filled with your breath, filled with your love, filled with your grace. Lord, my heart this morning is that every person is strengthened and encouraged and they'd begin to read their Bible. Those that are reading would continue and they'd be encouraged. Those that are not reading would maybe begin. Father, I'm thankful for technology. I am. I'm thankful for the YouVersion Bible app and for the men that created that and gave it away. Lord, I know it's, it's never been easier to read the Bible. Father, I pray for the body of believers here that they're strengthened and they're encouraged and that they begin to read the Word of God. Father, I'm thankful for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hey, I love you. Go and be blessed. And you all have a great day today.